Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Our subject at the moment is the Kingdom of God. You made the point yesterday, Colin, as we were looking at the two parables that Jesus told, one of the hidden treasure, the other of the hidden pearl, that the Kingdom of God is nothing to do with church organisation. It's it's quite apart from that. The kingdom of God is what Jesus preached while he was here. You're going to talk about another parable today. Yes, I, I think it's so important for us to appreciate that most people think of belonging to the church rather than belonging to the kingdom. Uh, and, and of course, there is only one kingdom of God and all those who are born again and, and uh, have received the, the life and the power of the Holy Spirit are part of that kingdom. They have the kingdom of God within them. So um, we mustn't confuse the church with the kingdom. The church has got spots and wrinkles. There's all kinds of things wrong with the church. I mean, you don't need me or any prophet to be able to tell you that. There's all kinds of things that happen in church life that do not reflect the glory of God, that do not honor him, that are not his will and his purpose. But wherever the kingdom is expressed, then the life and the love and the power of Jesus is being revealed in the world. And that's God's purpose. Uh, I mean, we call our church Kingdom Faith Church because that's where the emphasis needs to be on the kingdom and that we're living as a people of faith because we belong to the kingdom to make the kingdom of God known to others, which is what Jesus wanted to do, which is what the apostles did, and uh, which is what we are called to do as those who belong to him today. You made the point yesterday, Colin, towards the end of the program, that we can look through church history and see where this separation occurred. It was many centuries ago. How are we ever going to put this right? It was It was very early on. Um, the The answer to that is we can't. But what you find is that wherever there is real revival, people suddenly uh, put the whole focus and emphasis on the kingdom because that's what the Spirit of God does. Uh, Yes, God wants to see his church built, but what he means by that is the people of the kingdom of God revealing the life, the love, and the power uh, of that kingdom. Let's look at one of the other parables, uh, the parable of the net. I'll, I'll read it first of all. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in the baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous, and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Now what is Jesus saying through all this? I don't really believe that they did understand everything that Jesus was saying. It's clear that Jesus often had to explain the parables to them. Um, If we are reaching out into the world as God's purpose is 
to make the gospel of the kingdom of God known to people, uh, we are, if you like, casting the net. You remember that uh, Jesus said to Peter and Andrew, James and, and John, I'm going to make you fishers of men. So they, they were experienced fishermen uh, casting their nets into the Sea of Galilee, um, and uh, they knew what it was to haul in a catch. But they knew also that when you haul in a catch, you have to separate the good fish from whatever else you get caught up in the net. So I, I said yesterday that some of the parables of the kingdom uh, relate to the present reality of the kingdom in the world today, and others to uh, what is going to happen in the uh, when Jesus comes again at the end of this age. Uh, but some of the parables also reflect both these. Now, this is an example of one that straddles both. It speaks of what we're doing now. We're casting the net. This is the business of the church, not to have church meetings, church services, church this, church that, but to be a kingdom people that are reaching out into the world with the gospel and the life of the kingdom, casting the net. But as they do that, they will draw in all kinds of people. Remember what we saw last week about the parable of the sower, the, those that are likened to the path, the rocky soil, the, the uh, soil that is full of thorns and thistles that choke the good seed, and then the good soil. So a lot of people are going to be gathered in. And um, therefore, a lot will appear to be part of what God is doing. Um, if you just look at it in church life, there are a lot of people in churches that are in a very different position and relationship with God from others. In a typical congregation, you'll have those that uh, are very close to the Lord, work very, walk very close to him. They live as disciples of Jesus. They are really serious about glorifying him in every aspect of their lives. Um, then there's the very superficial ones who sort of attend church when they feel like it. And there's lots of different stages in between those two extremes. Now, Jesus knows those who are really his. He knows those who are really born again. He knows those who really are living to honor and glorify him in their, in their lives. He knows those who belong to the kingdom and who are being faithful in manifesting the life of that kingdom. So what Jesus is really saying here is as we cast the net of the gospel into the world, we will gather all kinds of fish in. Now, it is not our job to judge those fish. But when Jesus comes again, at that time of the end of the age, he will send his angels and they will separate the wicked from the righteous, the good from the bad. There will be a judgment. And at that time, uh, everybody will be judged according to their hearts whether they really do belong to the Lord, whether they really are gods, whether they are truly born again and have his gift of eternal life living in them, whether they have lived for his praise and glory or whether they are the wicked fish that have just lived for themselves. You, you remember that Jesus talked on another occasion about the separation of the, 
the sheep and the goats. Very similar. We'll look at that in more detail another time. But uh, the, the sense is the same. There will be a judgment. And what God is concerned about uh, by the time of judgment is not whether we've been members of a church or not, not whether we've attended services or not, but whether we have lived the life of the kingdom in the world, whether we have reached out to others with the life and the love and the power of the kingdom that God has put within us. What about the second part of what Jesus said? He said, have you understood all these things? And they said, yes. And then he said this little extra bit. What's this all about, Colin? Well, now, of course, he was teaching these parables about the kingdom right in the face of all the religious leaders of the time. Now, um, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they believed in the coming of the kingdom. Uh, they believed that the kingdom would come when the Messiah came. But you see, they were expecting the Messiah to come with great um, glory and triumph. Uh, and so their idea of the kingdom is that God would establish among the Jews what really would amount to a political kingdom where they, as the chosen people, were the citizens of this kingdom, God's own special privileged people with their Messiah as the king who rules over this kingdom. What they fail to realize is that the New Testament prophesies two comings of the Messiah, one as the suffering servant who would give his life for us on the cross, Isaiah 53, in order that it might be possible for us to belong to the kingdom. Uh, and then Jesus will come again in triumph and he will establish not a political kingdom, but his rule and reign, not just among the Jewish people, but all over the earth. So the, the purpose of God is far more extensive than what the Jewish leaders and religious teachers were anticipating. So Jesus is really saying here that if all these teachers of the law really understand the truth about the kingdom of heaven, they will keep hold of their expectation of a triumphant Messiah coming and establishing his rule and reign, but they will also take on board what for them is new revelation that they had not received beforehand about the need of the Messiah to come and to make his life a sacrifice on the cross in order that through that sacrifice uh, our sins would be forgiven and we would be given the gift of the kingdom. So you see, uh, if Jesus had simply come in triumph as these Jewish leaders wanted without first coming as the suffering servant, who would have belonged to his kingdom? Because it's only through the blood of Jesus and our faith in what he has done for us on the cross and in the resurrection that we can become part of his kingdom. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 